Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning with Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. Welcome back to another monthly tip for our newer investors and some of our younger planners. Uh, once again, I'm joined with my guest host here, Brandon Parker. Welcome, Brandon. Thanks for having me today, Matt. So as we kind of turn the calendar to June, um, you know, we're kind of begin talking about some, maybe some lighter topics. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, investing in taxes and savings and more kind of the nuts and bolts of financial planning. Today, we're going to talk about the idea of networking. So understanding uh, the financial impact of having a solid network of people around you and continuing to invest time to build that network. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of different components. One, you know, when you're looking for a job, you know, that's one form of networking. Uh, there's other times when you're in a job and, you know, do you, well, you, you might think, well, I'm working. Why would I need to keep networking? So kind of the internal networking within, you know, businesses and, and inside the companies as well as inside industries. Um, and then just some general ideas and tips of how to kind of make it a, a habit of networking, uh, even if it's not a skill. Uh, like any type of thing, you have to keep exercising it. So, um, you know, Brandon, when we talk about, um, you know, let's talk a little about, you know, how we how we met. So, you know, maybe not the most in, the direct type of networking, but, uh, you know, why don't, we, why don't you tell us, tell everyone how, how we kind of, how you found me. Yeah. So, I, uh, I was working at a different company, obviously, and, and kind of had an idea of where I wanted to go. Um, but I also didn't know everything that I needed to know to kind of make those make that step. So started just honestly looking around, try to understand what kind of firms I might be looking at. Um, was able to find uh, Great Point Wealth Advisors online and um, kind of just went to their website, checked out you know all the information about the company, um, and happened to come across the podcast. So that was um, a way that I could actually get a direct voice for, for who Matt Schroeder is and what he cares about and how he goes about his business. So um, listened to a couple episodes and reached out to Matt. Um, initially, just honestly looking to learn more about the business and about how you know he runs his business, as it was an area I wanted to kind of get into. Um, you know, and the more we talked, I think we realized there were there were some uh, some good commonalities in how we wanted to approach things, and there might be an opportunity. So it was one of those things that you know I reached out to other firms as well and talked to a few other folks. But um, you know, part of networking is is you don't know exactly where it's going to go. Um, the action itself can kind of you know, take you to what that next step is, even if you didn't know what the answer was before you started. Yeah, and you know, our our firm is a smaller firm, so when it comes to you know, we didn't necessarily have a job posted online. There was nothing to apply for, but you know, just being kind of proactive uh, kind of opened up that door. Um, and as we kind of talk about, I guess we'll kind of stay on the topic of job searching. So if you're listening to this podcast and at some point you can, you're thinking, I might want to get a new job, um, you know, not everyone stays with the same employer for 30, 40, 50 years. So, you know, changing jobs is normal. Um, you know, networking within the job search uh, is, is extremely important. Uh, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the, the advancements of AI and chat GPT and things that are coming on board for the, uh, for uh, artificial intelligence and in the job search, and more important for the employer, you know, reading resumes and, and assessing you know people's skills. I, I forget the the statistic. I'm not sure you've seen any recent articles on it, but you know, the amount of amount of people that are actually the, the first person to read your resume usually isn't a human being. It's a it's some type of algorithm or search engine that is scanning your resume for keywords or facts or things that might might either put you in the yes pile or definitely not pile. Um, so you know when you when you're 
building your resume, it's nice to have a human voice in there. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure if you can remember, besides finding me, you know, your, your last job search or friends that have been seeking for jobs lately, um, what are they doing for networking if, if their motivation is to find a new job? Yeah, it's, um, you know, my strategy I always wanted to start with, try to talk to some smart people that maybe in the field that you're interested in or, you know, um, an area that you want to get to know more, you know, more about. Um, so that's a good first step. And then when you start to get an idea of what you're actually looking for, um, you know, get to know a couple people that, you know, even if it's indirect, they might know somebody that knows somebody and can at least put a face to your resume. Um, you know, as Matt said, it's, it's increasingly difficult to kind of differentiate yourself just because there's a lot of people out there, you know, there's this ability to scale that maybe wasn't there 30, 40 years ago. And, you know, now people can work from anywhere as well. So you have an even broader audience that you might be competing against. But the idea is, you know, if you can kind of um, build some kind of connection with where you're looking and, and, you know, at least put a face to your resume, you're that much more likely to actually get a call back or even get a first call. Um, you know, so you also learn something along the way. Maybe you learn more about that job or that role that you're interested in and you realize, oh, you know what? I actually do have some experience that maybe I didn't mention on my resume that would be relevant here. So you can start to include um, some of the things that they're looking for if you can at least kind of get in front of, you know, maybe it's a hiring manager or maybe it's somebody else at the firm that knows what that role looks like. Yeah, and I think, you know, from a mindset of networking, um, you know, I'll talk to people and say, well, I, I've tried that. It didn't work. Networking didn't work. I, you know, I, I put my name out there and no one called me back. Uh, so they've given up on it. And uh, to Brandon's point, you know, the networking isn't necessarily like you do it and you're guaranteed success. And even if you network for uh, the job you're hoping to get and you don't get it, maybe down the road there's another job they're looking for and they remember your name or some of the things that you know they, they had conversations with you that might trigger hey before we even go post this job i'm going to call this person directly because i remember what they were talking about um and even beyond just the job search you kind of apply the same thing to college searches uh, whether it's for undergraduate graduate degrees um i was talking to somebody and they uh a, a neighbor of theirs had applied to a pretty prestigious school. I think it was Notre Dame. And uh, they weren't probably the most qualified applicant. But uh, they had like their regional person who was assigned to the Northeast. And they just stayed in touch with them. They sent them some notes about what was happening as they were running through their senior year. And, uh, you know, when they, when they finally got the acceptance letter, um, they actually got a call from that regional director. And the director said, you know what? Um, as I mentioned, you, you probably weren't the most qualified candidate, but you were the only person of my, let's say, 100 people that she had in her area that ever reached out to me and communicated with me and told me what was happening in your life. And that you know, really resonated with me. And, and, and uh, I, you know, I think the selection committee took my nomination a little bit more effectively. So um, networking isn't just hey, I need something, can I have it? It's about building a good circle of people that, you know, when, when the opportunity arises might be able to advocate for you or just, you know, put a, put a voice to a name beyond that. Um, you know, I think where networking can get a bad rap is, um, you know, if you ever attend a, a networking event per se, what it's basically is it's usually a lot of salespeople in the room. So most people think, well, if I'm not in sales, I don't need to do networking. Um, and everyone in sales is 
constantly being told they don't network enough. So uh, the people that probably you know probably should be doing the most networking don't always do it because it's it's not the easiest task or thing to do because they know they're going in there trying to sell something. Um, but I think disconnecting the idea of networking from sales is important for a lot of people out there. And especially when we talk about kind of uh, the professional development aspect of it. So um, I... You know, I worked. My first job was in a large company, and for ten years, you know, they kind of talked about, you know, networking inside the company, and I didn't fully understand the concept because I'm like, well, I already have the job. Why would I need to network? I don't. I, I the company's not going to hire me again. Why do I need to network? And um, you know, we're talking offline about Brandon. In, you know, your past career, it's a little more recent and relevant. So, you know. When you, when you talk about kind of networking, let's say, so you have the job, whether you're an entry level, you're a mid-level or whatever it may be, um, why is it important to network w- even while you're in the job? And what were some of the things maybe you were taught to do or you taught people or coach people to do? Yeah. Um, so my previous job, I was at a company of about 60,000 people. So you could look at it as it's its own economy. You know, there's a million different places you could end up working there. Um, a lot of different job functions and people, frankly, that don't know each other that work together, right? So you end up with, um, you know, you could look at it as entrepreneurship or something like that, where, you know, if you think of that company as its own, you know, sector almost, because it basically is, then, you know, when you put your resume out somewhere else internally, you're still going up against a huge number of people. Um, but you know, what you can do is you start to get to understand the business, you get to understand some of the different parts of the business and what they do. Um, you know, and then you never know how it's going to come back to you. So I, one example for me was, um, I was looking to kind of change roles and we were going through some restructuring and, you know, we had a consulting firm in all that good stuff. So they basically did this big hiring spree internally. Um, and I had never networked a ton, but there was one or two people that I did and it, and it ended up working out well where I didn't know this was going to happen. It was kind of pure luck. But at the, at the end of the day, the one of the women that I got to know a little bit just through getting coffees and, you know, kind of chatting ended up being um, on kind of like the hiring committee for for a group. Um, and when my resume came across, she knew who I was and she knew a little bit about me. But a little bit about what made me tick and all of a sudden, you know, she could kind of color in some of the things that I'd accomplished. So, um, you know, when even internal to a company, you don't know where it's going to go. A secondary thing that that happens quite a bit, especially at bigger companies, is, you know, you a lot of times you depend on other departments or other groups that you don't work with regularly. But every once in a while, you kind of cross paths and you depend on them to get things done. Um, when you have a relationship with somebody, there's that much more trust. Um, you know, especially again, when you, you don't know somebody really well, they might be a little distrustful of you. They might think, uh, what is he looking for for me? Or what, you know, what are they asking for this time? Um, versus if you have that, you know, that relationship and some trust built there, um, they're that much more likely to be receptive to ideas that you have when you do need them. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of different benefits that can come from networking, even internally, Um, and honestly, maybe the best description I've ever heard. And it it kind of brought everything together for me was, um, you know, there are a lot of things out there in your career that, that are up to chance a little bit, but one of the things you can do to really increase your, um, your impact and your own chances to have good luck is, um, just get out there and network. Um, there's a guy I follow on Twitter named Sahil Bloom, and he basically, he described it as your luck surface area. So if you're expanding your network, 
you're expanding this opportunity um, and you're going to hear a lot more opportunities that come your way than if you didn't have that network. Um, so the mar larger you can kind of make that surface area, the more likely you are to catch something with that net, you know? So that's, I thought it was a really cool metaphor to explain a little bit of the value of networking, whether it's internal or external to your company. Yeah, and that, the old saying that luck favors the prepared mind. So, Absolutely. you know, luck is a factor of life, but if you're, you know, sometimes the good things happen to people and they're not ready for them and they just go right by them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, Stephen Covey talks similar about the idea of kind of you have this circle of influence and the circle of control. And the things you can influence, um, you know, if you spend a lot of time, you know, uh, focusing on the things that you can influence and less on the things you can control, you're going to probably be frustrated because, you know, so you can directly control how many uh, people you invite to have a cup of coffee, which you can, you can influence how many of them say yes. So if all you do is worry about how many said yes versus, you know, focusing on the things you can control, um, you're, the more you spend time focusing on the things you can control, your severe of influence and the people that you can get to really starts to increase. Um, and as Brandon was talking about, you know, kind of that interdisciplinary requirements and kind of relying on other people, um, you know, think about if you were building a house and, you know, I talk to general contractors from time to time. And one of the biggest frustrations is, well, we've got this plan to build a house. We've got timelines, but I need the electrician to show up at a certain time. And if the electrician doesn't show up, then uh, the plumber can't come back and then I can't get the inspector in and then the fire alarms and, and it just screws up the whole plan. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear, well, I had the electrician lined up, but then he, he went to another job. And, you know, what it's probably is if that electrician has to choose between two jobs to go to, he's going to go to the one for the general contractor that's maybe a little nicer to him or he knows a little bit better or has asked you know once or twice about things outside of, hey, did the job get done? Maybe he knows about his family or things that are happening in his life. So um, when you think about networking, and I kind of want to talk to that idea of like, most people think networking is a professional industry. So if you're not in sales, marketing, if you're not in a corporate America, you don't need to network. But if you're considering the trades, if you're uh, a plumber's apprentice or you're you know thinking about, well, I, you know, I, I, I work in landscaping. I don't need to network. Um, there's an unbelievably missed opportunity. And when you think about the, the financial impacts that could have over your life, um, no matter what job you're in, you want to continue to sharpen the saw as someone who networks. And if you let's, – so let's use your plumber's assistant or a plumber's apprentice. And you know, the, the, the job is you work for your boss. They, you get your master license and then maybe you, get, you continue to work for that company or maybe you go start your own company. So you think, well, I've got to do this for five years and I don't know if that's the, really the right timeline. I'm just making this up. But you know, I don't even need to – I don't have to network for the next five years because all I, all I can do is just be an apprentice for my current job. Um, you just never know. So, you know, some reasons why if you're the, the, the plumber's apprentice or associate, you know, why you want to keep networking or some people you might want to think about networking might be just other plumbers because they've gone through the same thing. They might have some some tips on just, you know, the, the career path and how to manage it, some of the frustrations. They might have some techniques that you might pick up on by just hanging around with other plumbers. Um, so, and outside the plumber world, you might network with an electrician apprentice because if you're both going through the same things five years from now when your apprenticeship ends and you decide, hey, you know what, we're going to go create our own thing. Right now, you might have your own little network of a plumber, a carpenter, uh, other people that you right are, you're, you're going to step right into a whole kind of circle that could build a house together. Um, if you wait five years to then find those people, what you tend to find is the people that are left were the other people that weren't networking. 
Um, so if you think about, you know, the most successful people are probably going to be the ones who understand that, you know, being a good electrician isn't just about fixing the electric. It's about understanding the whole thing and having people around you. The earlier you start down that path, it's going to make you a better electrician. And if you're networking with people who also understood that as plumbers and carpenters, they're probably the best of the best in their industry because they're getting different exposure and knowledge from other things. So, you know, when you think about networking, you know, hopefully you're in a, in a job that has a good longevity and you're good job security. And so you're not worried about doing it because there's a fear path, but there's always opportunities. So in the professional development, no matter what your industry is, you know, uh, Block off an hour to just maybe maybe you just have a journal and you write down you know people that I'd like to meet people that I know and I could meet so you, there's a couple of different ways you can attack this uh, but really just you know that the value of that network when it comes to your financial stability long term I promise you there'll be a time down the road where you'll reach out to one of those people and they're going to make a significant impact in your life that maybe leads to a job or a new. Uh, uh, a revenue source or whatever it may be, or maybe they just save your ass for something you screwed up and they're going to help you fix because, you know, you, you've built that that type of relationship. So, um, you know, really making networking part of your financial plan, even though it's not, you know, a stock or a bond or a savings, is is a really big investment in yourself. Um, and, and I can't stress enough, the time to network is when you don't need it. Um, you know, the reason why salespeople don't like going to networking events is because they feel desperate. They they know people are there and know they're trying to sell them something. So they're immediately anxious and, and, and that fear exists. So network when you don't need it and you'll realize that, hey, I'm going to build a, a lot of these things. Um, and I'm, I cannot remember who sings the song, but there's a song and, and somewhere in the line it says, you know, ask for money, get advice, ask for advice, get paid twice. <laughs> Do you have any? I'm going to guess Jay Z. I forget who it is, but uh, it's a perfect line. So if you go ask somebody for money, they'll say, "You know what? You need to do. You need to work harder." If you go ask them and say, "Hey, no, I'd love to be successful like you. Do you have any advice for me?" Not only are they probably going to tell you, give you advice, but they might say, "Hey, you know what? Why don't you? You know, I've got this side job I'm thinking about. Why don't you, why don't you give it a try?" Um, so you know, it takes away that 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 desperation, that fear, that anxiety, and really puts you in a place of seeking knowledge and seeking. Uh, uh, information because you're trying to better yourself and you know selfishly you're hoping to you know make more money and have a better career and a better life and all that type of stuff but you're not desperate that's what you're not leading with you're leading with networking for for information and advice um, the last thing I'll leave uh, we'll kind of wrap things up with is uh, networking for personal development so sometimes you go to these things and you know I, I still go to networking events even if I don't necessarily need new business but I just like meeting new people and by meeting new people in different industries and different trades, you just get to, you get to learn some new things. And you, like I said, you're not trying to become an expert in their fields, but just hearing a story about how somebody else is pursuing their, their company or their career path or what they're working on, uh, it just keeps that, that, that knowledge, uh, the thirst for knowledge going. So um, networking beyond just uh, career or professional or personal or, or service-driven you know, it can also be just a good life lesson to, you know, keep getting yourself better, um, you know, whether it be golf, you know, networking with a former professional golfer for golf tips or, you know, whatever it may be. So um, uh, before we kind of wrap, I have, I have an exercise I'm going to give everybody. Uh, you know, one of the one of the kind of the things with these episodes has been a little bit of homework. Um, but Brandon, you any final comments, tips for networking, both per personally, professionally or? Yeah, I think. 
I think what you were hitting on at the end there is, is maybe the most important thing in the end is, is curiosity. You know, you just genuinely be interested and, and try to find a way to be interested in what other people are doing. Um, you know, sometimes that's going to help you learn something that you need to do um, or, you know, learn more about your own role or, or something that can help you directly. But a lot of times, you know, just being interested in somebody, you're going to get a great reaction from them because everybody likes to talk about themselves. Let's be honest. So um, if you can be genuinely curious, it's going to take you a long way. Definitely. Yeah. And one easy way to do that is if you're in a circle or anything like that, ask three questions for every one you answer. Um, and not peppering them, not like interrogation, but, you know, uh, most people, like I said, if you ask them a question, they'll answer it. And they don't always respond with another question. So it might give you a chance to kind of elaborate on that question. And if you can get two or three questions in, they're going to get a lot of opportunity to talk about themselves. And then they'll ask you a question and you, you, you want to give some background about yourself and add some value to the conversation, but then, you know, ask more questions and you'll find that it just keeps the conversation flowing. Um, it also doesn't feel like you're constantly talking about yourself. Um, so here's, here's your homework. Uh, this was an exercise that was given to us a long time ago in a, in a past world. Um, and you know, it's basically just assessing your current network. And like I said, it doesn't matter what industry you're in and what field you're in. And you can use tools like LinkedIn for brainstorming. But basically, uh, the simple exercise is on the left-hand column, you make a, a, a spreadsheet. And it's left-hand column with three rows to the right of it uh, or three columns to the right of it. And in the left-hand column, you just list out names. So, you know, Joe, Mary, Bob, anyone you can think of or you want to list in there. They could be a past employer. They could be a friend, a college or a high school roommate or something like that. Um, and then you basically give them a grade of either red, uh, yellow, or green, green being the best, red being the worst, um, a, a, in these three categories. So the first one is, how well do you know them? So your college roommate that you live with for four years, and let's assume you graduated on good terms, um, you didn't steal all the furniture at the end of the dime, uh, whatever it may be, um, they're probably going to get a green. So you know them extremely well. All right. So that's, that's the first grade they get. The second is their network. So who do they know? So your college roommate who you lived with for four years, you were his only friend. So they didn't, they were extremely introverted. They you know, lived in a science lab. They didn't go, they didn't do a whole lot of go out. Um, so they'd probably get a red in, in, in their network. They're not, they don't know a lot of people or have a lot of influential circles. And then the third grade is how influential are they? Can they impact other people? So for example, your past boss, who's the CEO of a mid-sized company, might be influential. So they might get a green in influence, but you didn't really know them that well. So they might be red in relationship, um, green in their network, and green in influence, but they probably wouldn't talk to you that much because you don't know them that well. So as you go through this exercise, what you'll start to see is, well, you know, there's a few people that I know really well that have a pretty big circle themselves and are pretty influential. So you got three greens across, and those are kind of like the jackpots. Those are the ones you want to start with. So you know, just you know, kind of uh, you know, those are the ones that are most likely going to have the biggest impact in your life. When you look down the list and you say, "Oh, I mean, I really, I really would love to talk to that person, but I don't know them that well," and even though they've got huge influence, so that might be something that you can influence but can't control. So you might spend a little bit of time, but maybe five percent of your networking time, on trying to find ways in to to get that person to know you a little bit better, or, or maybe be in the same circle that they're in, so you can build a relationship over time. So. Um, 
like everything, it's an it's an exercise. So if you want to get stronger, you have to go to the gym. You don't if you if you've never lifted weights, you don't walk up and put two hundred twenty five pounds on a bench press and think it's going to go great. You start with you know some light dumbbells and you work your way up. Networking is the same. If if you've never exercised as muscle or skill, start simple. Just ask a friend, uh, hey, let's go out for a cup of coffee or a beer, and let's – I'm just curious. Have you ever networked? What do you do? How do you do it? So you can start by just being you know, curious about networking and learning from people, and then you'll slowly evolve that muscle and keep working it until you find, hey, you know what? I, can, I see how meeting people can uh, you know, grow my career, grow my, my personal and professional development. And I also see as I'm networking, I see that I, I – even though I don't think I know people, I actually have a pretty good – group of people that I know that might be worthwhile to help somebody else. So you start to see both your value to other people, but also how to, how to, you know, to, to leverage effectively the, the value of the people around you. And, you know, ultimately, if you follow, you know, that kind of win-win mentality, if it's good for them and it's good for me, what's the harm? Um, you know, and that's, uh, that's a little bit about networking. So, you know, I, I can't put a dollars and cents. You know, the past ones we've talked about, hey, if you save $100 a month, it's going to be $38,000 when you're retired. Super easy. It's math. Networking is more of an art. Um, but like, you know, good art, it appreciates in value. So continue to, you know, work on that skill. Invest a little bit of time this summer and maybe building your network if you're, you know, whatever you like to do for fun in the summer. Try to maybe, you know, make it part of your, your networking plan. So, um I think that that's all I have today for about networking. Like I said, you know, continue to listen, do your homework. Uh, Brandon, any closing thoughts or comments? No, I think that was great. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, until next month, um, this is Great Points. Great Points is hosted by Matt Shorter. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.